0: So join all the doctors, researchers, and me in this fight. All right, text the word Bobby. It's only six numbers to 785 Again, text the word Bobby to just these six numbers, seven eight five eight three three. Welcome to episode 302. It's a nice, sunshiny day here on an early Friday morning. And we do this on Friday because all the new music comes out on Friday. So we'll play some new songs in a second. Also, Kylie Morgan. Came over to the studio. We talked about moving from a small town in Oklahoma to be an artist here in Nashville, getting proposed to during a show, releasing her debut project. So hang out a few minutes, but let's go. New music day. Number five Blanco Brown has a new song called Nobody's More Country. I've been back. <laughs> That's pretty good. It's fun. Uh, this is all, you know, the, the new releases that I'm most excited about today. At number four, Lauren Elena released a new song called If the World Was a Small Town. At number three, Brandon Ray has a new song out called Family Album. And before you know it, we'll be running out of pages for the years and counting. So, what do you say, baby? Let's make a family album. At number two, pretty cool collaboration here Shy Carter, Cole Swindell, and David Lee Murphy released a song called Beer with My Friends. the number one song this week and Chris Lane talked about this on a Bobbycast about two episodes how he wrote a song for a son who wasn't born yet well now he's born uh, it's called Ain't Even Met You Yet here you go I feel ready but I feel scared to death all I know is I love you and I ain't even met you yet I wonder what your first words will be I wonder if you look like I would encourage you guys to go back a couple episodes and listen to that with Chris. It was right before he had his baby. I mean, like three days. Yeah. It was like any day it could come, and any day it did. So those are the top five releases that I'm most excited about this week. Let's go to some news. John Party is on vocal rest. That means absolutely no talking and no singing. The rest of his shows this month will be rescheduled. John talks a lot, which is going to be very difficult for him. Uh, But I do know he is being extremely vigilant about not talking. The thing, I mean, imagine this. You're not be able to work for a year and a half because of mm-hmm. COVID. And it's like, okay, let's go. Time to go back to work. And everybody's super excited. And it turns out you can't because something's up with your throat. That sucks. Yeah, it does. I mean, there are a lot of things that suck. That's one of them. So he has to go on vocal rest. Hopefully, the time they gave him will be the time it takes to get normal. And it's not an extension. I don't think it will be. I hope it's not going to be. But I've just seen, you know, Jimmy Westbrook from Little Big Town. You know, he when they were out for yeah. a bit. Uh, Keith Urban for a while. Most vocalists at some point have to do this, especially if they weren't trained how to be a vocalist. Like John, I don't know if he ever went to training. He just started singing. and was good at it and got better at it. So I don't know that he uses his voice in a way that someone who's a trained singer does. But he also sings like someone who's not a trained singer, you know? So anyway, I hope he gets better. How is he communicating? Does he have like a dry erase board, do you know? His hand signals, writing, <laughs> yes. Just like anyone, like you would if you didn't, uh, if you weren't able to talk anymore. Uh, Kurt Cobain's doodle self-portrait sells for $281,000. A collector just shelled out more than $281,000 for a piece of Kurt Cobain's history. A self-portrait character called Kurt Cobain Rockstar, but the C in Cobain is K in Cobain, was auctioned off and sold. He signed the drawing on the left side, and on the right side of the picture he wrote, I don't know how to play, and I don't give a hoot. Pretty cool. It's, like it's expensive. Very expensive. But I bet you, though, that ends up being worth a lot more than that. Yeah, for sure. In five, ten years, I could see that being one of those things where it's like, damn, they got a deal at $281,000. Jana Kramer has sold her wedding ring to pay for home renovations. What Have you seen her husband at all on Instagram? I haven't I'm seen him anywhere, it. no. Me either. Nothing. Her ex, uh, well, not her ex yet, but the person she's... Soon to be ex. Yeah. She sold that ring to make house renovations. Brooks and Dunn announced their reboot tour. Be a pretty good show. Travis Tritt will open and so will LV Shane. That tour starts September 2nd in Indianapolis, Indiana and goes until September 23rd in Dallas, Texas. They can still play and sing, man. I saw them in Vegas right before pandemic. And right before that, Ronnie and Kicks came and played with us, the Raging Idiots, at our Ryman show. Man, they're, they can still play. I mean, Ronnie came to rehearsal with the band and just sang to make sure that, you know, he... I don't know if we could keep up or he could keep up. One of the <laughs> two, probably if we could keep up. and Wasn't he sick the day of the Ryman show? A little bit, yeah. But he sounded amazing. He sounded great. Lineup for the 2021 iHeartRadio Music Festival has been announced. Billie Eilish, Cheap Trick, Coldplay, Dua Lipa, Florida Georgia Line, Journey, Khalid, Lil Baby, Maroon 5, Nelly, Sam Hunt, and Weezer. You know, the daytime stage, I was a little shocked to see Olivia Rodrigo over uh, there. I thought the same thing. It's going to be so packed and crazy for that. And usually, if someone big does the daytime stage, they'll also put them on the big stage. Yeah. I'm surprised she's not on the... And maybe she'll make an appearance, but... I feel like she has to. <laughs> she's as big as you can get right now. Like, she's bigger. She'll draw more of a crowd than Nelly, Khalid. And these are, these are real people. Yeah. But right now, she's as hot as it gets as far as in the pop world. Uh, so, uh, Olivia Rodrigo, Saweetie... All time low. Boy, they're still going, huh? All time low? Yeah. They kind of got like a revamp in their career. Wow. 24K Golden, Russell Dickerson, Gabby Barrett, Tate McRae, Conan Gray, and Addison Rae. Uh, I mean, Addison Rae's a big one, too. Yeah. But her music career has just started. She's a big, you know, social media. TikTok. Yeah, TikToker. Garth Brooks announces Nashville Stadium Show. That'll be July 31st. It will be Garth's first time playing in that stadium. Tickets go on sale June 25th. They'll sell out in a second two seconds yeah brett eldridge has announced the dates of his good day tour this kicks off september 16th in cleveland ohio runs in early november morgan evans is the opener you want the dates go to bretteldridge.com and lauren Atlanta is going to be in a movie called roadhouse romance on the hallmark channel it debuts september 11th so that's what's up in music appreciate you guys listening to the podcast and i hope you like this interview with kylie morgan enjoy all right in studio with kylie morgan which I think the first time that I knew of you is Walker Hayes had posted maybe you performing at something and Walker and I are buds and he was like, hey, she's, I, I hit her up. I was like, hey, she a good? He was like, yeah, she's good. And you had a song I called Cuss a Little, right?
1: Yeah, all, that's right. Is all this right? Oh, this is very correct, yes. What,
0: what do you remember? Because, and here's why you're here, is I saw you had put out your EP and I'd been looking for a reason. I'd been playing your song on the Women, women of My Heart Country a little bit, different stuff. And so when you put the record out, I was like, Let me, let's get her in on that. It feels like I know you but I don't really know you yet. (laughs) So what do you remember? Because it's been a couple years, I think.
1: It has. So um, it's so funny. I remember getting a call from um, my grandfather's wife, and she was like, oh, my gosh, Kylie – Bobby Bones is playing your song and I'm freaking out I'm in the car. You don't know this but I've been writing, I've been writing Bobby Bones for months telling him about you and I was like, yeah, it's all cuz of you. Like <laughs> that's exactly what happened. I love that.
0: So you're you're
1: say that again. Who was it? <laughs> so it's my grandfather's wife.
0: And she's been writing me for months. And she's months.
1: apparently she's been writing you for months telling like you Like letters, about me. telegraph, I, letters, Instagram. I guess letters? Oh. I have no idea. But um, I think it was maybe her manifestation mixed with um, Walker and I's relationship all aligning finally. Let's just go
0: with her (laughs) manifestation because I like that story. (laughs) And so, yeah. And then that was kind of how I knew. Because, again, we played Cuss a Little in the Women of Our Country, right? Yes. Way How long ago was that?
1: Well, what's funny is when you first played it, it was just a demo of me and my acoustic guitar that I put right before I went out on tour with Walker. So we needed like something that proved that I existed online. So I just put like me and my guitar, um, just like a few original songs, and then you played that one on the air. And then I finally signed my deal with Universal and flash forward three years later, then the actual track finally comes out. And I'm like, finally, I can (laughs) can actually show people that it exists.
0: (laughs) I didn't know that that wasn't, that, like, full, you know, mature song. Mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. know that was just you and a guitar. Just me and a guitar. Mike, do we have a little bit of that? Yeah. Here you go. And that's not on the new record, and we'll get to the new record in a second. But did you write that with Walker too, or did you?
1: Yeah, so um, what's crazy, Walker and I wrote that when I was 19. I'm 25 now. And that's what's so cool about it is the fact that I wrote it with him so many years ago, and people are just hearing it for the first time within the past year. And so it's been like... One of those things I've been playing it in my live show for years, and everyone's like, "When is that song coming out?" I'm fine, like one day, one day, and I'm like, "That day's here, finally." <laughs> you didn't put
0: on the new record, though, am I right?
1: Right. So with uh, putting a single out with it, we already had um, a song called "Break Things Out," and then uh, my last single shoulda out, and so I wanted to make sure that there was room for new music and room for new songs. And so with the singles already out, I'm like, "Well, that already has its own life out there," and now I want to introduce people to some new music. So
0: I agree. Yeah. Had more space to put more songs.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, here's Shoulda. It'll be featured on the Women of I Heart Country on the weekend of June 26th, Yay. which I've already scheduled that to go down. You want to play it? of that, Mike? Yeah. Here you go. Shut up. So I see that you wrote that with Shane McAnally and also Ben Johnson. How How do you get a write with Shane? Is it because you write it smack and you kind of first in line?
1: So the story of Shane and I is pretty amazing and I'll condense it a little bit. But long story short, I moved to Nashville with my very first publishing deal, um, more of a smaller company at 19. And so since I moved here with a deal already, I never met with any publishers or anything like that. And so um, after I was kind of ready to kind of move on from that, I was wanting to meet with publishers and before i could even do that i got a call from robin palmer which um is a huge part of shane's story as well how he got his first cut with kenny chesney and i'll never forget this voicemail and it was saying like hi this is robin palmer from smack um so i've never heard of you before and i want to so call me back (laughs) and so i met with her and uh lee crable which is um another song plugger at smack and i just fell in love with the family and of the whole idea of smack and so i met shane actually at the bluebird cafe when he came to see me perform and it was like one of the very first times playing the bluebird and so it was a very surreal moment he like sat down and he was like i'm shane and i'm like i'm very aware (laughs) i know who you are and so um once that happened he kind of just adopted me and we became very close friends and co-writers and now he's my producer as well
0: so he's doing it all all of it well which is common for shane to do it all very much so what is your story about getting to nashville you grew up in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. The whole time? time. Age zero to when? And when did you move out here?
1: So zero to 19. um, I started going back and forth to Nashville at 15. Long story short, I got my very first little pink guitar when I was 12 years old from my grandfather, and I just fell in love with it. I started writing songs on it, and I just knew that's what I was supposed to do. So I told my mom at 12 that I was skipping college, and I was moving to Nashville to be a country music artist.
0: Who taught you how to play chords at 12?
1: So I looked up originally online, kind of self-taught, and then I actually had a guitar teacher try and teach me theory, and I was like, absolutely not. I don't want. I just want to learn how to play Stay by Sugarland." And so I found this guy to teach me just the chords to the country songs I've been listening to, and that's when I was like, oh, I can not only write my own songs, but I can play other people's songs, and then I just knew that that's what I was supposed to do.
0: So you're learning on that pink guitar. <laughs> At 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, are you playing anywhere, like in school or around school to, to get better?
1: So I really... Really just like dove in and started touring everywhere. Um at 15, when I started coming to Nashville for the first time, I ended up getting in rooms that I should not have been in. But thank God I have this guy who pretty much just took me under his wing. His name's Russ Davidson, and he's such a huge part of my story. And he put me in a room with Walker Hayes at 15. Which what? <laughs> like, I couldn't believe that. And so I got to write with such heavy hitters at such a young age and learned so quickly. And so I started touring heavily, going back and forth to Nashville, ended up stopping uh, public school and switching to online school. So that way I could just do it all the time and not have to worry about it. And then graduated early, immediately wanted to get all my ducks in a row, saved all the money I had and bought a house in Hermitage, Tennessee and came out here at 19 and haven't looked back since.
0: So when you move out here at 19, what is that like? I mean, you don't have any friends here yet or did you have a few that you had made through coming back and forth?
1: Thankfully I made quite a few friends going back and forth, but I also um my grandfather's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. So I had family kind of near, and so I definitely had like a system where, like, I felt like someone I could call someone if something happened. But thankfully, with Russ um, and his wife Denise, and them introducing me to so many people, I feel like I immediately had family out here.
0: Did you have roommates at nineteen at the house, or I did. by yourself?
1: I, I yeah, I, st- I still have a roommate, thank God, because she watches my dogs, <laughs> and I need someone for uh for that specifically.
0: <laughs> Were your roommates then in music?
1: No. So um, originally my first roommate was, I went to high school with her and then um, I actually got her a job at the publishing company that I was at at the time. And then um, she kind of moved on, ended up moving back to Oklahoma. And then um, I got a new roommate. And since then we have not had anyone in the music industry and we like to keep it that way.
0: <laughs> well, if you want someone to watch your dogs, it needs to be someone not in the music <laughs> industry because that means they're staying in town. Yes, yeah, That's our situation too. Uh, so what, what what's your town in Oklahoma like?
1: It is very small. What's it called? Uh, Newcastle. So it's like one of those where if I would have stayed and graduated with the people in my high school, I would have graduated with probably 50 people.
0: Yeah, same. Um, Yeah, so like
1: everyone knows everybody. Everyone knows everyone's business. And um, I think that's why when I came to Nashville for the first time, I was always just in a different headspace than everyone in my hometown. And so when I came out here for the first time, I was like, oh, my gosh, everyone is just as weird as I am. This is awesome. And so I felt immediately at home.
0: What about you wanted to do music why what what was it about it that you're like okay i'm a kid because me i was five i knew what i wanted to do but nobody else did same and it was weird to me that people didn't know what they wanted to do same (laughs) i grew up going how do you not like i knew i wanted to be on the radio on tv and be a comedian never didn't know but what about it like when did it hit you what was it that first guitar was it watching someone on tv Where you said, dang, I have to do this and nothing else is acceptable.
1: So I stayed um, a lot at my grandma's house when my mom and dad would run errands, would work. And so um, I actually fell in love with all of my mom's old Shirley Temple VHS tapes. Mm. So I watched her... Every single song she did, I memorized. Every single dance move I memorized. I would run in my dress-up drawer Black and white. Oh, yeah. That's
0: old, old school. Oh,
1: yeah. And I was like, well, she's three, four years old. If she's doing it, why can't I do it? And so that's when the first thought in my head that I was like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to be. And there was just no other option for me. It's just the same as you.
0: Were you a loud kid? Were you, uh, you know, someone that wanted attention?
1: 100%. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I was very much... Uh, yes, I have okay. a little sister and an older sister. Um, but I was a very much like putting on shows in the living room, watch me, watch me, watch me kind of kid.
0: <laughs> At what point in your life did you realize you actually had the talent to sing?
1: So I'll be honest. I remember my mom being like, Well, maybe she'll get better (laughs) like around the 10 or 11 and then um, it really clicked when I started learning guitar because like the whole like just like chords to pitch to melodies to lyrics that's when it all kind of came together and the stars aligned and then my mom was like oh maybe she could actually do this
0: and what did your mom say when you wanted to start going back and forth to Nashville as a teenager
1: Thank God my mom um, became a fast momager very quickly. She toured with me up until I was 19 years old and was very happy to pass over the management duties to Smack as well. And so um, she was really just like by my side the whole time and knew how serious I was about it and saw how I was doing it because she was right there. And so that's when she thankfully um, made that her full-time job, which was me. And uh, that's the reason I honestly am here today because of her.
0: that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shell Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash, alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution: One Woman, One Time, One Place. The Boar's Nest. Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Listen now at Audible.com/slash The Boar's Nest. <sighs>
2: Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about the incredible work that's being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and to ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. Families do not have to worry about a thing. Treatment is covered. Travel, housing, food. And when you're a family that's going through this, like imagine you're a parent, your kid gets cancer. You need to focus on that child. You don't need to be worrying about other things and financial stuff can get really stressful. St. Jude covers it. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment. And when you sign up for just $19 a month, you're going to get the new This Shirt Saves Lives tee. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text BOBBY to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833.
0: I'm going to play track two, I Only Date Cowboys. Yeah. I did see on your Instagram that you just got engaged, too. Yes, I did. In the last week, right?
1: Yeah, uh, last week, actually. And it's with with a guy named Jay Allen. And we actually wrote that song together. he wrote that song. Yeah, Yeah. he's on this. Yeah, we wrote that song together. Um, And it was funny enough, I was in Oklahoma City this weekend uh, playing with the OKC Philharmonic. And heard that song on the radio for the first time when he played it for the I Heart Women of Country. So I was getting my hair done and I was just like listening and like bouncing up and down in my chair. Oh, (laughs) that's cool. It was very exciting. That is cool. So
0: you wrote this song with him. Were you together with him when you wrote the song?
1: Yeah, so we've been actually together for six years.
0: Oh, since you yeah. moved here and got a house.
1: Literally moved at 19, little baby. And he and I met and it was like, no, looking back, it was just like two thieves in the night. And he pretty much, thank God he was here because he just showed me Nashville. He showed me the music industry, showed me how to do it. And so um, he has been by my side throughout. And we have actually been able to rise up together, both as rising artists. And it's been the most amazing thing because he just gets it.
0: <laughs> Is he an artist too? Yes. And is he a country artist?
1: Country artist, yes.
0: And so what's his deal?
1: So he is signed with Verge Records and um, is actually about to put his debut EP out uh, this fall. So we're kind of like neck and neck and releasing things and it always ends up this way even though we have different managements, different labels. And it's been fun to be able to rise up separately but also be together.
0: And how did he propose?
1: So um, I started going to Whiskey Jam when I first moved to Nashville and, of course, just wanted to meet people, wanted to see the live music, wanted to meet everybody. And so um, I would call him all the time to meet me out in Midtown and we'd go to Whiskey Jam together. And so um, it was a pretty full circle moment. He played Whiskey Jam last week and then brought me up on stage. We sang a song that we wrote together. And then he sang a song that he wrote for me that'll be on his debut EP and then got down on money and asked on the Whiskey Jam stage.
0: (laughs) And did you know it was coming?
1: I had a feeling because my mom was really persistent about me getting
0: my nails done. <laughs>
1: and I was like, "Mom, I really don't care to get my nails done. What's the stitch?"
0: That, kind of, that, that is a tip.
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: That's a tough one. But the thing, it's it's a fine line to walk because I just had to do this with. We've been engaged now for like eight or nine months or so. We're getting married in the next few months, but I had to make sure her nails were done, but I also didn't want her to know that she was getting her nails done for a reason.
1: Yep. So, so how, did, how did you propose?
0: I Well, so we have a barn. Like You drove in the front yeah. here. Back behind the basketball court back there, there's a barn. And we had been working on just kind of rebuilding it because it's an extremely old barn. It Once once was used for horses on this property, but we don't have any horses here. Right. And so we had been kind of going through, going, hey, if we ever going to kind of rebuild this thing, what would we do? And so I'd hired someone to come out and do some work to look at it and to kind of show us some plans of what we would do. And I'm extremely colorblind. And really? So, yeah. I just can't see it all. If my right eye doesn't work. I'm colorblind. It's a oh whole no. deal. And so it was, we we're looking at paint to paint. And I had purposely set all this up, like this part of it weeks ahead. I'd really. You. Yes. And I was so <laughs> nervous that she was going to find out. But I said, hey, we have to go match this paint. I told her we had dinner with two of our friends. Okay. And at a nice place. So I knew she would be nicely dressed.
1: That was a good tip.
0: Yep. And so, but we had been off shooting my TV show. And we came, we flew in and no one could be working on it until we got in the house. They had like 30 minutes where they could rush in to the barn, set everything up that I had, had planned set oh up. my god! I had a friend that, that helped me as well.
1: This is giving me anxiety. So
0: <laughs> once they're done, I got a text that's like, the, the text was like, hey, we, the show is going to be good on Tuesday. Some, some real, you know, odd thing that she could never figure out what it was in case she saw my phone. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, cool. And so we walked back to the back. The show's going to be good on Tuesday. And I was like, I said, I, I got her back there. Because I was like, I can't tell this paint color. I can't tell if it's the right one. But I don't even know if it's red or, or dark blue. And I was like, just come with me real quick. She was annoyed a little bit because she has, she's in heels. She's walking through the backyard. And she's like, can we not do this tomorrow? I'm in like nice shoes. And I'm like, just come back to the back. And we open it. And the whole barn had been rebuilt with lights and flowers and trees. And, All the things. You know, hippos, the whole thing. <laughs> And so she's shocked. She's out of her mind shocked. I propose, and then I say, hey, come with me. And so we walk, and there's this this hill. We have a pool right here, and there's a hill that goes down. We walk up the hill, and she hears like our song. And so uh, I don't know if you know Matt Carney as the artist, but yeah. Matt, Matt Carney has a song called Nothing Left to Lose. It was a massive hit 10 years ago. But we went to one of his shows when we first started dating, and she said when he was playing that song, she was like, oh, that's when I knew that I loved you. And so she, so his song was playing, and she was like, oh, but we walked up the hill, and it wasn't a song playing. I had him come and play.
1: Oh my gosh! When you have connects, that's the best so, time to use them.
0: <laughs> and so he was playing on this little stage on top, and then we danced, and and then it was all good. It was You're good. You're
1: like top that, everybody. It was <laughs> good. It,
0: it's, it's on my Instagram. It was definitely good. Oh, how
1: amazing! The best
0: part was she never found out.
1: That's so incredible. That that makes it twenty times better. Too. It was the best. Yeah. I
0: just. But back to the nails thing, I was I had a friend that had two weeks prior. Had said, hey, she needed to get her nails done. She was going to somebody new and she was nervous about it. And so she wanted Caitlyn to go with her. And so I even had that set up as a. Wow. But luckily that she never found out and it worked. And thank God she said yes.
1: Nailed it, no pun intended.
0: And then nailed it. And <laughs> well, when that, had you, but she hadn't seen the ring.
1: No, so that was a huge surprise to me. I didn't know. How he was gonna do it, when he was gonna do it. I kind of like realized. I'm like, oh, my whole family's here for two days.
0: Oh wow! So- I mean, every sign, <laughs> every sign was pointing. I'm this. like,
1: and he got my dad away from his collision repair body shop. So I was like, there has to be right. something happening. Well, the and what he like kind of set it up as was, um, he was like, oh, I'm releasing my record this week. And we're doing a big release party, and I want your dad there, and I want your mom okay. there. So that worked. Yeah. So I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then, um, and then we were facetiming my best friend, and we had been drinking a little bit. This was like two weeks prior, and uh, I was like, Lauren, you should come because um, we're doing three shows that week. My family's gonna be here, and Jay was like, yeah, I'm planning something really special. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. <laughs> and then Lauren was like, oh no.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and so I didn't know how it was happening, what the ring looked like, any details. But I kind of had a little bit of an idea.
0: (laughs) So would you have rather went and picked the ring out yourself or be surprised with the ring and really not had a choice?
1: I am so strategic on every single part in my life. And there's very few things that I wouldn't want to choose or that I'm indecisive about. One is nail color. I will sit in front of nail like colors for 45 minutes and I will choose it like five different times. And I feel like it would have been the same thing with the ring. And he has such good taste actually. And so I actually was so happy that he just did it and I didn't have to worry about it. And it's beautiful and I love it. It's perfect. So very So happy.
0: let me see. Dang. What's that cut called?
1: So he keeps saying over and over, he was like, This was the Kylie Diamond. It was perfect. It was exactly what I envisioned for you. And it's a pear cut. So a it's like pear yes. Cut.
0: I knew yes. nothing about cut. I knew nothing about anything. Until I went in and had to pick out a ring.
1: Oh, yeah. It's it's a thing. I, I didn't honestly... I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. anything either. I've just seen a few photos on Pinterest, and I was like, oh, that's cute.
0: <laughs> Any idea about... Uh- you know, roundabout when you guys want to get married?
1: So we know we want to get married in Fort Myers Beach because uh, we went there for the Songwriters Festival not too long ago. Probably, I guess I was too long ago. It was was like four years ago. Fell in love with the people, fell in love with just the island, the beach. And so every time we go back there, we now have like pretty much family there. They call us the country kids. We come there for Easter every year. So um, I'm such a beach person. And so I know I want to do it there, but um, we have no idea on anything other than that.
0: (laughs) You like the beach, huh?
1: I love the beach. I just
0: can't get into it.
1: Oh, are we having our first fight?
0: Maybe. I just don't I and, and I'm sure for our honeymoon, we're gonna go to a beach or something. She loves the beach. Are you a mountain person? Nah. Ew.
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you a studio person? <laughs> yeah.
0: I I just for me the beach is a lot of sitting in the sun on mm-hmm. the sand.
1: Eh. Oh, see, I'm like, huh.
0: <laughs> I think I'm maybe more of a lake person. Okay. And, and I would credit that, but then you're the same. I would credit that to growing up in Arkansas. We had no no ocean. Yeah. But you didn't either.
1: See, I think it was like the opposite for me. Since we didn't have an ocean, we I grew up on a lake. And I was like, this is great. But the first time I went to L.A. and saw the ocean, I was like, oh, this is like the definition of God on earth. And I just loved it so much. So. I feel
0: like you can't go and you can't really wakeboard or wake skate on the ocean. The waves are too big. Always little snut nosed kids running around. <laughs> Mike, do you Maybe like Maybe you just haven't been to the like right the beach. beach. I don't think there is a right beach. I've been to some cool beaches. Mike, take him to the right beach. Okay. <laughs> I just always get out there and I'm like, well now what? And then you can't really look at your phone. Because the sun's blaring down. You're supposed to enjoy that's the water. That's good. That's good. Enjoy the water. What do you mean? Put your feet in it. Go I do, and it's fun for like Put your an, head in it. It's fun for like a second. <gasps> oh I'd rather take God. a bath than go to the beach. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to water, <laughs> oh I'd, I I just have maybe I haven't found. But Caitlin loves the beach. I'm sure that's what we're gonna do.
1: So where where is she like loving to go on vacation? Like where is she like if she could
0: pick a well, certain beach? Funny you ask because we. Didn't get to go on vacation last year because of the pandemic. Right. We've been together about a year and seven, eight months, something like that. We really haven't been. We went to some islands somewhere down below Florida. There's some islands down there. The Keys? No, we went to. Do you remember where we went? Uh, I can't remember. It it's seemed like, really The impactful. Virgin Islands. <laughs> we went to the Virgin Islands. That's where it okay, was. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, I'm not good. All, the, all that stuff. So
1: have you picked a destination for your honeymoon yet?
0: We have. We have. We have. And that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. I'm not, not going to say. We're, we're, we're quite yet because we... Yes, yes. we Mostly. Well, I'm sure you'll wind up at a beach. I'm Sorry. sure we will, too. I, so as a kid, you were a competitive gymnast?
1: Yeah, so I feel like that's where I honestly really got the self-discipline part about being an artist. Um, You know, at the end of the day, you can be talented, you can be X, Y, and Z, you can be unique. But like, the truth is, I feel like you just got to outwork everybody. And I feel like I will, I promised myself I would always do that. Um, And I think I got a lot of that from being a gymnast just because it's not a hobby. It's like a five days a week, three and a half hours a day kind of thing Mm -hmm. lifestyle. And so when I channeled that energy into the country music genre, at the end of the day, I was like, am I going to the Olympics? No, like not going to happen. Oh, how about I just be a female country music artist? Turns out that's just as hard. (laughs) So I kind of picked the um, second hardest thing, but I knew that like from the beginning, that I wanted to do something that impacted people and with songwriting I feel like that's kind of the key for me.
0: What's the tattoo?
1: This is the day I moved to Nashville.
0: In Roman numerals.
1: Yes. Yeah, so um honestly this was like such an important day for me. It was like the day I became an adult. The first time I like chose what was in my pantry, the first time I didn't have mm. to like ask permission to go X, Y, and Z. And sure. so um, it kind of became a very important day for me and Nashville is my my happy place. So
0: have you been able to meet any of your heroes while being here?
1: I have. I've been very lucky to um, meet so many people that I've looked up to and you know what's crazy is they say don't meet your heroes but they don't know the country music genre either because every person that I've ever met that I've looked up to has truly been the best and I just feel like again like that's why I love country music is because of that reason right there. It's like just good people good roots and good music. And so um, especially like when I, this past year before the pandemic, I was chosen for this CMA kickstart program and I was able to present a show or present an award at the pre-show for the CMA awards. So I got to meet so many people backstage and I was just like trying not to fangirl, but like, well, trying to be cool, you know? And after meeting everyone, I was just like, yep, this is, this is my happy place. This is the home because everyone's just so genuine.
0: Who is your Mount Rushmore? It's four people of, the coolest people you've met and the coolest people you want to meet. So Ooh. let's do the ones you've met first. Okay.
1: Ones I've met, let's see. Um, number one would be Dirks Bentley. He's just like the most kindest human and will recite when you last like interacted. Like he's just so good about that. Um, and especially with like him and his songs, like in his live music and his live show, it just makes me so happy every time I see him. So he's number one. Um, Number two, I would say is Kit Moore. I went out on tour with him not too long ago and he just treated me so amazing and like took a chance on me when he could have picked so many other artists to take out with him. Um, And I really owe a lot to him for that. Uh, Third would be Walker Hayes, of course. Um, He has been like my big brother since literally a child. And then um, fourth, I would say this one's a hard one because I have about seven people that I want to choose, but I would say Reba. I met her backstage when I did the uh, CRS event for Universal last year at the Ryman. I guess it was two years ago. And um, that was the moment I was just like, I, I, I don't know. I blacked out. I don't remember what I said. <laughs> <laughs> but all I know is she was amazing. And her being from Oklahoma, too, I was just like, yes, this is everything I've ever dreamed of.
0: <laughs> so on the other side of it, if you had to pick four you haven't met yet that you want to meet, who would you put up there?
1: Um, I would say I have not met Miranda Lambert but I feel like we'd be friends she just seems so cool and such a like just like chill chick and I feel like we'd get along so well Um, love her I feel like um, I would just love to pick Taylor Swift's brain on everything (laughs) I just have so much respect for her for all the things that she's built at such a young age and me starting so young I look up to her so much for that Um, Shania Twain would definitely be top she is like One of the people that I've always looked to as far as like if I could have a career like anyone, it would be like Shania. And then four, I would say, man, this one's hard. Four, I would say, I haven't met him, but I I have heard such good things about him as Garth Brooks. He's also from Oklahoma, and I've never heard anyone say a negative thing about him. And I respect people like that so much who are to that caliber and still remain the same human.
0: Yeah, you picked four good ones. If you'd have picked one that wasn't that good, I'd have, I'd have probably winced. I would have not said anything on the mic, but I went like this.
1: You would have made a face?
0: Sometimes people are like, I'll just make up a name. Uh, Jersey John. People come in and be like, man, I just can't wait to meet Jersey John. And I'm like, in real life, I'm like, oh my God, Jersey do John's it. the biggest douche. You don't want to meet him. <laughs> Those are good ones. And there is Amazing. no Jersey John. So anybody named John, I just, that's just something I came up with.
1: That's not on you. <laughs>
0: uh, you just released your EP. What's a release day like for you? What was it like?
1: Man, I would just have... So many words for this because it's been, honestly, over a decade in the making. I started this journey at 12 and started picturing my debut release forever. And I always joked about, you know, people little girls would be planning their wedding their whole life and like I was planning my release and just like what songs I would choose and how the like how the would what order they would be in and you know what the subject matter would be and what was so cool about it is since I had so long to plan for it it was like the first time in my life that I just felt so confident in something Um, as an artist you obviously you just all i mean you know you always question yourself am i doing this right is this person gonna like it will these people like it and this was the first time that i did something for me that i trusted in and that i knew was a part of the plan and i felt like it was really the next stepping stone that i've been waiting for for so long and each song i really felt like was a part of my story and i really feel like other people could relate to as well and so with debuting the ep i just like had so much confidence and so much love for the project that i feel like i reciprocated that and it was just such a magical day
0: a lot of interviews with little places big places blogs is, that, is this nonstop stop it
1: was but i it's my favorite thing to do i love to talk to people first of all i love to meet new people and being able to just like continue to build the story and continue to like get the word out is just like my favorite thing to do because at the end of the day all i want to do is write songs and i want people to connect to those songs and turn to those songs but if i don't do things like this right here no one would ever hear those songs so that's why i'm like so appreciative of like things like this is because without these things people would have never even heard of me they would just stay in my room on my guitar
0: (laughs) you you talk about connecting a lot are you are you yoga do you do yoga yes or do you teach yoga both. Something you do, yes. What, what, how did that come about?
1: So, being a gymnast for 10 years, um, moving to Nashville, I really just missed the kind of like reason for movement. I was like, why am I just going to the gym to go to the gym? Like, this is really not entertaining to me. And so I went to my first yoga class um, coming from Oklahoma. There was not anything like that there. And so going and moving to Nashville, there was so many new things to try and so many new things to do. So I went to my first yoga class and just fell in love with the whole like idea of that it was like a mind-body connection reason for movement. And me being a type A personality, I dove head first and was like, oh, now I want to be a teacher because I just mm. can't do Classic. anything as a hobby, you yeah. know? <laughs> Same. <laughs> exactly. And so um, I actually got my teacher certification out in San Diego, Um, spent two weeks out there and started teaching, fell in love with it. And now I love like merging the two audiences of like the yoga crowd with the country music crowd because it's two completely different crowds usually. And so to be able to kind of um, merge those things together and... Meet people over here, meet people over there, introduce people together. It's been pretty cool.
0: Do you teach a class where you play music?
1: So during quarantine, when none of us could do anything, I decided to do a Namaste at Home series. So I would teach a yoga flow, and then most of the time, some of the time, I would sing at during Shavasana, which is like where you close your eyes at the end and everyone's. Oh, in I've, a done, perfect I've done yoga, yeah perfect time for listening so i was like oh why not play a song (laughs) so um yeah that's been my favorite too to kind of incorporate both together but during that time that was kind of the only thing i could do and so i was really lucky to be able to do that as well and then i also partnered with like for instance the ryan seacrest corporation where all the kids over there i got to teach them a yoga class and and um i also got to do some things with saint jude and so it's been um really cool to kind of like sprinkle that around my country music peeps
0: do you want to teach classes here at all would you so Do you I'm have time actually
1: at uh, no no time at all. Um but I'm actually trying to plan a very first festival this fall where I mix health and wellness festival with the music festival. So I'm working with a company right now. It's very baby stages. But um, I want to make like a health festival during the day and it transition into a giant music festival at night. So it's pretty much like wonderlust meets Stagecoach. And so it's going to be like this big festival where I get artists that I love to come play. I also get like people and vendors in town that I've met through my yoga kind of things that I've been doing and get everybody together and just throw one big party.
0: Do you have any injuries from... When you were a gymnast,
1: I had um I had a sprained ankle that bothered me for years, and I'll never forget what sucked. I did a split jump on the beam once and landed on my tailbone, and that was the worst pain of my entire life. And the sucky part is, is you can't fix it with anything; you just have to mm. like be. Yeah. <laughs> so sat on a donut forever and just waited for it to heal. Um, thankfully, was able to kind of rehab that uh, as well as the ankle through yoga. And um, that's actually how I found yoga. I was really sick for a long time a few years ago and um, no one could tell me what was wrong with me. And that's when I really dove into health and wellness because I was like, well, I'm just going to figure out what's wrong with me myself. So I listened to like every podcast, read every book, went to every yoga class, um, finally found out I had a parasite and finally went to a naturopathic doctor, was like better in two days. And so that's when I kind of really dove into the health and wellness side.
0: What was the parasite?
1: I went to the Dominican Republic and it came back and didn't feel great. And everyone thought it was everything else and it wasn't. And so I was on all this medication and like for months was just like, so weak, couldn't eat anything, couldn't sleep, had awful migraines. They couldn't find it?
0: No. They didn't know that?
1: I had doctors tell me it didn't exist.
0: (laughs) So you you had a parasite from the water, from the food, I'm assuming something like that. I have
1: something like that.
0: And so- Even when you told them, hey, I went to all these places, they Mm -hmm. still were like, nah, you're crazy.
1: Yeah, they literally go, they literally told me to go see a psychiatrist.
0: So, then you go to, what kind of doctor say it was?
1: Um, So, I went to multiple doctors. No, um, the the one that fixed you. Oh, naturopath. What is that? So, they use um, more like from the earth kind of things rather than like. Oh, here's a pill. Pop it. See what happens. But they
0: knew you had a parasite.
1: So I told them all my symptoms, and they were like, "Yeah, absolutely, you have a parasite." And I was like, "I did. I've done so much research, and I know that's what I have." And the doctor I was seeing at the time was like, "Yeah, those don't exist. Um, it shouldn't be giving you any of these symptoms. It's just in your head." And so she gave me this cleanse that I literally put under my tongue for three days, and I was better.
0: Wow. Yeah. What do you know? They tell you what kind of parasite it was?
1: Ah, uh, they didn't. I mean, they did. I just forgot.
0: That's crazy, huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's nice. It's been
1: a journey.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's nuts. Uh, you're working on a new album. Is this EP going to be part of the album, or is the EP something completely different?
1: So with um with the EP and having so long to think about it, the whole idea of Love Kylie is because I feel like each song is from me to the listener. Like it's either a part of my life or someone else's life, or a journey, a chapter, something like that that's happened throughout the decade I've been working on this thing. And so with it being Love Kylie, it's like kind of like this is what i've been working on this is my gift to you like i hope you relate to this kind of thing and so my hope is to um whether it's an ep or a full length album do a whole new batch of songs and then i don't i haven't told anyone this but i want to call it ps so it's like all the things that i didn't get to say on the love kylie album and really go back to like the subject matters that people want to hear about and that's why i want like I don't want a whole album of love songs or a whole album of breakup songs. Like I want it to be so versatile. And that way, whether you're a country music fan or not, you have a song on the record.
0: Here is track three of Love Kylie. This is called Outdoor Voices. And use our outdoor
1: voices Don't be afraid to
0: Which one is the single-ish thing?
1: So my vote um, has been I Only Date Cowboys because um, that was the very first time I ever released a song online before I had released it on Spotify or Apple or anything like that and got so much love from it. Um, Every time I posted a video, it would go viral. And I just had so many people being like, when is this out? When is this out? And that was the first time I was like, oh my gosh, like without it. It, just me and my guitar playing this song over and over, posting different videos and getting the same reaction. And so um, I actually got the idea of wanting a song like that on the album because I went to, um, I was on radio tour and I went to some random bar and everyone was doing their own thing and their own conversations. And then out of nowhere, a Lizzo song came on and everyone stopped what they were doing and just together was go, just like screamed, Well I am great till they gotta be great? And that's immediately when I was like, I want a song like that. Like, I want to be able to stop people in their tracks when they, and all the girls just freak out about it. And so I actually got this text the other day, or it was a message on Instagram. And uh, this guy said, I was, I was at this bar and blah, 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 and your, song, your cowboy song came on and all the girls in the bar just freaked out. And I was like, yes, Miss the <laughs> accomplished. I did it.
0: <laughs> Here's a clip of Break Things. This is track four. Here is track five cheating on you.
1: Why does it feel like cheating on you? Even
0: and here is the final track, Mad I Need You. You wrote all these. Looking at the, the songwriter credits here. you wrote every one of them. Yeah. So how important was it to you to write them all?
1: It was very important to me because I feel like having 10 years to write this record, it's like choosing between your children to figure out what song you want on it. And that's when it came down to actually making it an easier choice of what songs we wanted because I wanted it to be so versatile. So that's why there's only really one sad breakup song, one love song, one like, you know, so that way it was like easier for me to choose between my children. (laughs) But with me, like writing these songs and me being so like open with my life, I want people to like, for instance, cheating on you is about the negative part of a relationship about the valley that we will all go through at some point in our relationship for instance Jay and I have been together for six years it's not always been sunshine and rainbows and so that leads into Mad I Need You which is like a wall that I had to break down of like realizing that I can also be an independent woman and also need somebody and not feel like it's a burden rather to like rely on someone, but it's actually a good thing. And so it kind of is like just one of those things. It's a story that continues to be told. And that's why I am so excited to release more music because it's just going to be more layers to peel back.
0: Well, that's awesome. It's really been great to meet you. You, You put out the record. It's killing. We're playing it. I, you know, I'm sure they're going to come with some attack strategy, and make you a big star. Yeah, <laughs> You, ha- you so. have everything. Well, congratulations.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you so much for having me. This is a bucket list check for sure.
0: Well, this can be the first half of it. The second half is getting on the, the, the big show and performing.
1: You know, just tapping into the water that's right and then I'll jump in that's right
0: you're like ankle deep at the beach but I don't like the beach ankle deep at the lake then yes ankle ankle deep at the lake but uh, no this has been great it's been great and you guys can follow Kylie at Kylie Morgan Music which apparently you retweet everybody or repost everybody who who, uh, tags you
1: 100%
0: (laughs) you tag her she'll repost it I'll repost it right, Uh, at Kylie Morgan Music you guys check out love Kylie Kylie it has been great talking with you thank you so much T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. You can probably spell it. You probably know it. T-E-C-O-V-A-S dot com. Find your new favorite pair of boots today.